Blog Talk Radio. And good evening to you, dear friends. It is Friday night. You are listening to page one with LaVar and Mary here on Blog Talk Radio, show number 196. So we are a few weeks away from show number 200, and you will notice a few ripples and changes with the broadcast. Nothing too outside of the norm, just a few changes uh, in preparation of our 200th show. And when you've been doing this, for a little bit, as much as we've done. Of course, you like to play around and mess around with the uh, music or the presentation of the show, and this is no different. Uh, for the longest time, top of the hour, you have heard our wonderfully crafted uh, theme song. But tonight, uh, we have new theme music and new music throughout the show. Um, of course, our wonderful friend, or my wonderful friend Keith, who is the voiceover, that you hear at the top of the show continues on. Uh, He's put together a brand-new package for us, which you will hear throughout the evening. And I think it will be the same old show. Nothing is going to change, but you'll see a few subtle differences in advance of 200. So with that, welcome to page one. We'll see you in a few seconds. Get it, Keith? We live. We're live. Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. And, as I said, welcome to page one with LeVar and Mary on this Friday night, June 10th, 2022, show number 196. So glad to be with you. And uh, where you are at, depending upon where you are at this weekend and throughout the rest of the week, it is determined to get a little hotter. And I guess summer is well on the way. And, of course, I am joined by my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? I am... Well, question mark, we're under a heat advisory here in Nevada, big surprise, um, <laughs> and it's getting hot in here, but other than that, good. Um, I was going to sing Nelly, but I will not do that. <laughs> her, <laughs> you know that? hot and her. Yeah, hot and her. Uh, we don't have <laughs> I don't have the rights to that. I have the rights to uh, Head Candy, which you heard is our new uh, theme music for the show. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, it is uh, going to get hot here soon, I know, in the Midwest. So wherever you're at, a few important steps uh, as we head towards summer. One, please be on the lookout for each other because hot weather is not for everybody. If you're in areas in which there are people who do not have access to uh, cooling centers or, you know, the elderly, check on them because, yeah, um, as a person who could tell you here in Chicago when it got really hot, uh, I think it's almost been over 20 years now. Uh, I think it was like 25 years ago if we're almost uncertain, but when we had a heat wave, a record heat wave, uh, we lost a lot of people, hundreds of people. 
And that was due to the fact that people weren't checking on people and probably thought that others were okay when they were not. But, um, yeah, definitely check on your neighbors, check on your family, and uh, just stay hydrated. Don't drink alcohol. (laughs) It does not help. Um, But, yes, uh, that is what's going on. A few interesting things of note um, that I saw this week. Uh, One – um, of course, uh, we'll kind of talk about it coming up here and uh, what's trending. By the way, same thing tonight. Almanac, uh, we'll have Retro Mode of the Week. Uh, we will have what's going on on Twitter. And, um, of course, uh, tonight, um, NBA Finals, uh, we'll keep you up to date on what's going on with that. I know here in Chicago <laughs> – I am I am going to I I will admit this very concerned for my White Sox. I am a baseball fan and you know baseball is uh well underway. If you did not see what happened yesterday in the Sox game against the Dodgers, it was to be seen to be believed. Um <laughs> I kid you not, and, and I think baseball fans around the world were scratching their head. Uh, so Trey Turner comes up uh, to bat for the Dodgers, and he was down on a one and two count, one ball, two strikes. What do you normally do at one ball, two strikes to a opposing batter? It's go away. It's two strikes. You try to find a sweet spot, but just outside of it. They like low and away, you throw low and really away. You would think, and that did not happen. And Tony LaRusso intentionally walked him. <laughs> A person with a one-two count, he walked him intentionally to get to the next batter, which was Max Muncy. And do you know what happened when what? he got to Max Muncy? Max Muncy no. hit the three-run Oh, home. God, I missed it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it was one of the things that scratched your head and had you wondering what the heck just happened. If everybody else could not explain it, nor could they Excuse even me, defend it. Bless you. No, no, bless you. Uh, nor could defend it, and, and it drove me insane. And it's not the first time he, he has made uh, some questionable calls. And in a week in which two managers have already been fired. Uh, with uh, Joe Madden out in Los Angeles and with Joe Girardi um, in Philadelphia. Yeah. The the days of the old school manager who knows a lot is waning like big time in the major leagues. And as a Sox fan, I can only hope, and I know it's not going to happen, that change occurs (laughs) because a championship or playoff potential window is like dwindling by the day. It was insane. <laughs> Walked him on. He had. He was down one and two. And normally, uh, the ratio I do believe is forty three percent of the time, when a batter is down in the count, one ball, two strikes, they will strike out or ground out. And he intentionally mm-hmm. walked him. So yes, mm. uh, I I don't know what to compare it to. I don't know if it's the same as saying 
um, you are, uh, you know, you score a winning touchdown with nothing on the clock, and you decide to go for two instead of one. <laughs> that's the only way I could. That's the only way that I can explain that. Um, yeah, but we got a lot uh, ahead tonight because there's three stories. I I don't know if uh, I don't even know how to present them, and I, I won't just yet. Two of them involve lawsuits, but I know that we're going to have a nice little chunk about this. Oh, by the way, the other thing that I saw last week that I I know I don't want this to be a weekly thing, and I'm not sure if those of you uh, were I think last was it just last week that we were talking about Nick Cannon on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So. Of course, yes. if you read the And the first the thing news, I said was, I feel bad for the, like, I told, I was mad at women. <laughs> and so came the announcement right after that. I guess Nick listens to the show, and hey, Nick, how are you doing? Uh, I guess he listens to the show. And he said, <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and tell you all that not only is child number eight on the way, but child number nine is coming, too. <laughs> so ridiculous. I don't mm, – here's the thing. I mean, I can't tell you – I mean, if you got the money, I can't tell you what to do. If you're the woman that wants to go and have sex with him, I can't tell you what to do. But there is no way that he would be able to properly spend adequate time with each of these kids. Two women pregnant at the same time. And it's, as one person said, you know, yet again, has two women pregnant at the same time, like creating broken homes is a chess game, and everybody keeps saying that it's okay because he has money. <laughs> it's not. And sex addiction is a real thing. And the thing is, is that I'm not sure. Did you hear the quote that he said as to why? Uh, he went back out and had sex with um got more people pregnant. Yeah. Pretty much uh, I mean he intentionally you can't tell me it's not unintentional. I mean he intentionally went out and did that. But the I guess the even more disturbing thing was that there are people who are like, Okay, I'm getting paid. I don't care. But what he said in the podcast was that he said this was after, and like I said, the unfortunate thing of last year was him losing uh, his five-month-old son. But he kind of used it as a rationale, and he said that everybody saw I was so down. So everybody was like, let's just give him a little vagina. That's going to cure it all. So I fell victim to it. you heard the key words in there. You don't fall victim. <laughs> I mean, he pretty much was saying, I mean, if I read this wrong, tell me if I'm wrong. He pretty much was saying, hey, 
that was one of the dumps. But these women pretty much said, hey, Dick, we'll have sex with you if it makes you feel better. So I just went ahead and did it. I don't know. As a woman, if you hear this and you're one of the people that has a kid with them, I mean, how do you react to this interview? I, I I don't know how I would react to that. Well, first of all, yes, I would know. Because I'm not going to be one of those women that just, hey, here you go. There are plenty. Oh, God, I don't. That sounds so There are plenty of people that have sex addictions and don't go out there and have 900 babies. And I know I'm being, I'm being facetious a little bit about how many babies he's actually having. But in reality, there are plenty of people out there that have, again, have sex addictions and don't have this many babies. I don't know. I I, I don't know. It, It boggles my mind, but then it comes back to, do I really have a say? Because when it comes down to it, not up to me you know I I don't I I think those women that do that are not very smart Um, and uh, if all they're doing it for is so they could say that they've done it then congratulations you've done it like I don't know I don't know I, I don't know I don't know it's just it's it's unfortunate that is happening. Well, uh, it definitely is happening, and I have a feeling that it's going to probably be a few more next year. It's just a matter of time. It's not going to stop. Uh, he could sit there and tell you that he's probably going to get a vasectomy, but, yeah, it ain't going to stop. The only thing I'll be interested in hearing about is down the line if there is enough support for these children. Um, because if they're coming out with, quote, tell-all books about dad, don't buy it. <laughs> Please don't. Um, but like I said, uh, leaving on from that, there is a lot to discuss. Uh, one of our first stories we'll talk about coming up here shortly is a lawsuit that's coming up against Meta. And it was a very interesting one because of uh, how the person was affected. But is it something that will be kind of one of those Pandora's boxes where it could open up a lot more lawsuits? And then the second one, well, actually another lawsuit, which I hope it does not, but it was one of those strangest things where you had to read it twice and it was actually trending for a while. Uh, and then if we have a little bit of time, an interesting Huffington Post article about uh, marriage being hard work, and should it be? Uh, we'll, we'll discuss that as well. And like I said, we'll also take a look at what's uh, trending tonight and Retro Moment of the Week. But first... Uh, first things first, it is, as I said, June 10th. Uh, and so today in the Almanac, it is National Ballpoint Pen Day. I actually am a big fan of the ballpoint pen. Uh, I love a good pen or like those uh, those metal tips or like the fine point ones. I get like really bad mm-hmm. when I go to an office supply store and I see like the... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Me too. Actually, as I'm talking to you all tonight, there's actually one that I liked, and I think I got it from Office Depot, but um, it was it's like this fine tip blue one. I love this thing, and I'm going to be very sad when the ink runs out. But uh, 
It's Ballpoint Pen Day. Uh, it is National Black Cow Day. It is also, as I mentioned last week, National Egg Roll Day. But I had egg rolls tonight. Um, National, Herb, National Herbs and Spices Day. It is National Ice Tea Day. And it is National Movie Night, the second Friday in June. Uh, tomorrow is National Outlet Shopping Day. Uh, I love a good outlet mall if I can find it. And actually, that reminds me, I, I do need to uh, look for a good outlet shopping mall out west there. Um, but, yeah. But I don't think you really get too many good deals at an outlet mall anymore. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It is also National Corn on the Cob Day, National German Chocolate Cake Day, uh, National Making Life Beautiful Day, and National Rosé Day. And then on Sunday, it is National Jerk Day, uh, National Loving Day. I'll get back to that in just a moment. Uh, National Peanut Butter Cookie Day, National Red Rose Day, and it is National Children's Day. Um, and the thing about National Loving Day, and I do believe we've mentioned this in the past, is that each year National Loving Day on June 12th commemorates the anniversary of the 1967 United States Supreme Court decision of Loving versus Virginia. And if you are not familiar with that, that decision struck down all anti-miscegnation uh, uh, miseg- laws remaining in the 16 U.S. Uh, states. And the ruling cited, quote, there can be no doubt that restricting the freedom to marry solely because of racial classifications violates the central meaning of equal protection clause. Uh, it ban- and, and those anti-laws were U.S. states banning interracial marriage. Uh, the backstory to that was Mildred uh, and Richard, uh, who met when she was 11 and he was 17, and over the years they began courting. And in 1958, when she turned 18, the couple married in Washington and returned to their hometown north of Richmond. However, two weeks later, authorities arrested the couple, and they did not realize that the state of Virginia viewed interracial marriage as illegal. Uh, the Lovings pleaded guilty, and to avoid jail time, they agreed to leave Virginia. And while living in Washington, D.C., they started legal action by writing to Attorney General Robert F. Kennedy, who referred the case to the American Civil Liberties Union, and then the uh, Warren Court unanimously ruled in their favor and they returned to their Virginia home where they resided with their three children. Um, so there is a lot of different uh, books and podcasts and stories on that, and that is coming up uh, here in the next few days. So um, one also, uh, June 13th, uh, it is National Kitchen Klutz of America Day. Are you a klutz in the kitchen? <laughs> I don't even want to uh, jinx you because I think – are you still in the kitchen right now? <laughs> no, no, I've walked away. But I was in the so, kitchen. Okay. I've walked away. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to, like, you know, jinx you and ask you if you are a klutz in the kitchen, and then you say yes, and then I hear, like, a bunch of, like, crashing pots or pans or something. So did not want to do that. <laughs> and then it is National Sewing Machine Day. National Weed Your Garden Day and Random Acts of Light Day. And then on the 14th, um, well, as some of you know, is, is National Flag Day, uh, Flag Day, June 14th. It's also the Army's birthday. 
uh, International Bath Day. And I hope that a lot of you don't take baths on just June 14th. Uh, National Bourbon Day. <laughs> it is National New Mexico Day. National Pop Goes the Weasel Day is on June 14th. National Strawberry Shortcake Day. It is Call Your Doctor Day, which is the second Tuesday in June, and National Forklift Safety Day. And then on the 15th, uh, it is Nas- uh, Nature Photography Day, uh, National Smile Power Day, and I am, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong, National Megalodon Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the- it teaches us about the most massive shark that ever lived, uh, the Megalodon, uh, which swam the Earth's oceans for 20 million years. Uh, their mouths spanned 8 to 11 feet wide and were filled with rows of sharp teeth. Uh, it had a bite force of over 40,000 pounds per square inch and a maximum weight of over 60 tons. So, Megalodon. Um, and then on... Uh, the 16th, which is next Thursday, it's National Fudge Day, National Career Nurses Assistance Day, and then next Friday, I'll give you a couple ahead of time because this is what you should know. Uh, it is National Flip Flop Day. Are you a flip flop fan? Yes, I am. I'd rather go uh, barefoot, third? but yes, if I can't go barefoot, <laughs> give me yes. some flip flops. Uh, yes, it is uh, that day. It is Wear Blue Day because it's the Friday before Father's Day. Uh, National Eat Your Vegetables Day. And one of the things near and dear to our hearts front, it is National Mascot Day. I don't know about you, but I'm a fan of mascots. And uh, right outside of Chicago here, across the border in Indiana, Whiting, Indiana, is the uh, Mascot Hall of Fame. (laughs) And this year, uh, the new inductees into the National Mascot Hall of Fame is Globy, the Harlem Globetrotters mascot, and the Chicago White Sox mascot, Southpaw. So hmm. they will be inducted on Saturday, June the 18th at the National Mascot Hall of Fame, and also on that day they will uh, – honor their 2020 mascot Hall of Fame inductees because they didn't get a chance to do that. The 2020 inductees were the Oriole Bird from the Baltimore Orioles, uh, Yuppie of the Montreal Canadiens, Blue, uh, the mascot for the Indianapolis Colts, and Boomer, the mascot for the Indiana Pacers. So, yeah. Um, What is your favorite um, mascot? Um, Please don't say... No, don't say what. <laughs> I thought you don't might say, say the Cubs mascot. I thought you might say the Cubs mascot. <laughs> no, 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 actually, no. Um, I know, like, mascots are awesome. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I have, okay, I have a soft spot for the Aurora University sport. Uh, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a cough spot for that. I, I really do. He, he, he's very near and dear to my heart. So I, I don't want to say that's well, my favorite, nope. but that's up there. That's up there. You are the, thought, the, the guy yeah. from the Cleveland Indians. What's his name? I don't know names uh, of mascots. I just know what they look like. I like the guy from the Cleveland okay. Indians. What's his name? 
And then I also enjoy the um, ice hogs. They're two um, pigs, for lack of a better term, for that's uh, that's the uh, farm team that feeds into the Blackhawks. I like the guy that that's the sausage guy that runs around. I don't think that's a mascot though. I think that's just no. some guy in a costume that they run around on on the baseball field. But yeah, I have, so I have, I, I have there's a bunch, but no, Cubs, the Cubs one. Although although I am a massive Cubs fan, I'm not a fan of their mascot because Cubby doesn't look great. Just saying. I actually have a few. Uh, outside of the White Sox mascot, I do like the Houston Astros mascot, Orbit. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because of the orange nose. And um, <laughs> and then um, I like the Gritty from the Philadelphia Flyers. Mm-hmm. I don't then, know that I know um, that one. That is the one that when it came out, a lot of people uh, – kind of like didn't like it they didn't know what to think of it and then when you know as he kind of like grew on you um but yeah uh so i don't know and then i like the uh atlanta braves one i think it's called blooper um but yeah so no uh i like that one (laughs) it's pretty funny mascot Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love my mascots. But yes, um, yes. The Spartan uh, does hold a very, well, very dear place in my heart. Well, you, you didn't say why, so I will tell the folks out here is that um, when it comes to uh, mascots, uh, our very own Mary um, was a mascot. <laughs> she gone. <laughs> now it's not a hat. It's the head. She donned the head. It was a full-on and, head, and a, yeah. and and gloves and shoes and a Spartan uniform. I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I thought someone who once wore that almost passed out in that thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be I surprised. I can only imagine how hot those things get. There's no like cooling system in those things. I I, I don't. Oh know. gosh, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Which is why I would think favorite sport to probably don that in would probably be well, I don't know, maybe for foot football because it's in the fall. Because if you're it in the gym, nice that's later in the season. Yes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So yes. Oh, uh, those are the days. Yes, I don't know if we <laughs> were able to find a picture, but uh, maybe one of these days we'll get one. We'll post it up online. Uh, <laughs> of you and your. your I I heard. <laughs> I know I have one. <laughs> uh, but also in the almanac today is the 100th birthday, if she were with us, of Judy Garland. Born on this day in 1922. Um, wow. Yeah, I read a little bit more about her, and I was kind of surprised um, at just how because she really was like a triple threat, um, and 
the health issues that she went through and everything. And I, I think I kind of know why they really haven't done like a movie movie because her daughter, uh, Liza Minnelli, and of course the family is still with us. And I think that that would be pretty hard to do. Uh, I don't even know who would play. And, they, and even then they said that she wasn't really um, considered by Hollywood to be um, physically beautiful enough. Um there was a lot of like film executives who believed that she was physically unattractive and they uh, manipulated her on-screen physical appearance. And she went through a lot of like physical and mental health issues by the time she was a teenager. And she was the youngest recipient of the Cecil B. DeMille award uh, at just 39. And when she passed away, I mean, you gotta remember she was only 47 when she passed away. But yeah, it, it just, it's such an amazing story. I don't even know who would play Judy Garland in a film today. I, I, I would think that if you – it's too late now, but I, I would think that uh, – no, I don't, I don't know. I was almost going to say uh, Sandra Bullock, but I don't know who you would get for Judy Garland. Oh God, I. Oh. You know who has a really great <laughs> smile that might be able to pull it off would be the one that played Emily Clark. Oh, she Billy, would oh, probably. Yeah, yeah Emily Clark. Say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She'd have yeah. a she'd have a great glow about it, and I think she could probably pull it off because she could be very serious. And very powerful, but almost right. that that almost is she might even be too powerful. Um, the only other person I am thinking of only English women at this point that could do it. I'm not thinking of anybody in like like Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood. Um, is uh, what's her name? Um, oh God, what's her name? Uh, well, no, I just saw somebody else, Zoe Deschanel, Deschanel oh, no. uh, however you say her name, maybe. Yeah. Um, she's got a great look to her. Again, very funny, so she could pull off some of the she, – she's got a serious side to her, but she she can also sing, so she right. can pull off some of that stuff, too. Because, like I said, um, I know Renee Zellweger played her – she won an Oscar for being Judy Garland, but I don't know if she was like really. Um, I mean, she the makeup kind of like made Renee Zellweger like really go into it, but I think still you just see Renee Zellweger. I don't know if I can get lost in the film, but yeah, yeah. I almost forgot about that about being Judy Garland, how she won that. Yeah, you know. well, we'll see. But it's very tough. interesting. Yeah, it is uh, tough to be that. Yeah. Yeah. But a very, very interesting uh, career. Uh, But, yes, she would have turned 100 if she was with us today. And also, happy birthday to one of my favorites, Tara Lipinski, 40 years old today. I feel old. Um, She doesn't look 40. And and, and when she started, she was the youngest, like, winning competitive figure skater. And uh, I think she was, like, 13, 15 when she started, and now she's 40. Yeah, that that makes me feel really old. Um, 
So, yes, those are things on the almanac tonight. But we are at the halfway mark. So here's what we're going to do. Um, we are going to take a break. Uh, we're going to go to the retro moment of the week. And then when we come back, uh, we will talk about our first story of the night. So we'll do those two things, and um, we will be right back. And first you're listening to page one here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, everybody. We're so, so glad that you're with us. I drink Dr. Pepper and I'm proud. I'm part of an original crowd. And if you look around these days, it seems to be a Dr. Pepper craze. I'm a pepper, he's a pepper, she's a pepper, we're a pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? For every man who wears brute deodorant, there's a woman who'll be glad he did. Because a man who wears brute deodorant is nice to be close to. And nobody knows that better than a woman. Only brute deodorant gives you long-lasting protection with the great smell of brute. Brute deodorant, cologne, and everything else. Brute, it smells like a man. Great. You're listening to Page One. Page One. With LaVar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary. Glad you could be with us here on this Friday night for page one on this June 10th. Man, next week is already going to be the middle of the month. Um, And I'm almost betting that while you were listening to that retro moment uh, commercial with the brute, you could probably smell it. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like a man. Yes. (laughs) A little brute. Nothing wrong with a little splash of brute. (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah, I was going to say I there was a couple of stories that made the headlines here in the last uh 24 48 hours. One of them was a story in which a family is suing Meta as it blames Instagram for their daughter's eating disorder and self-harm. Uh a preteen girl's addictive use of Instagram resulted in an eating disorder, self-harm, and thoughts of suicide over several years, according to a lawsuit against the platform's parent company, Meta. The lawsuit, which was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California late Monday, heavily cites the Facebook papers, a trove of internal Meta research documents that was leaked last fall that revealed that the tech giant knew Instagram was worsening body image and other mental health issues among teenage girls in particular. The case was filed on behalf of Alexis Spence, who was able to create her first Instagram account at the age of 11 without her parents' knowledge and in violation of the platform's minimum age requirement of 13. The complaint alleges that Instagram's artificial intelligence engine almost immediately steered the then fifth grader into an echo chamber of content glorifying anorexia and self-cutting 
and systematically fostered her addiction to using the app. The lawsuit, which was filed by the Social Media uh, Victims Law Center, a Seattle-based group that advocates for families of teens harmed online, uh, now 19, the formerly, uh, quote, competent and happy Spence has been hospitalized for depression, anxiety, and anorexia and, quote, fights to stay in recovery every day as a result of, quote, the harmful content and features Instagram relentlessly promoted and provided to her in its effort to increase engagement, according to the uh, lawsuit. Uh, it's the first lawsuit of its kind to draw from the Facebook papers while exposing the real uh, human harm behind its findings. The suit also features previously unpublicized documents from the leaks, including one in which Meta identified tweens as, quote, herd animals who, quote, want to find communities where they can fit in. The attorneys argue that such documents demonstrate Meta's efforts to recruit underage users to its platform. Uh, according to that Social Media Victims Law Center, Matthew P. Bergman, he said that if you look at the extensive research that it performed, they knew exactly what they were doing to kids, and they kept doing it. Uh, he says that he wishes that Alexa's case is aberrational. It's not. The only aberration is that she survived. And he is also representing Tammy Rodriguez, an infill Connecticut woman who filed a lawsuit in January against Meta and Snap, the parent company of Snapchat, over the company's alleged roles and her 11-year-old daughter's suicide last summer. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, in a post on October 5th, 2021, following the early release of the Facebook papers, wrote that he had, quote, spent a lot of time reflecting on the kinds of experiences he wanted his kids and others to have online, and it's very important to him that everything they build is safe and good for kids. Um, Snapchat also said in part of a statement that while we can't comment on the specifics of active litigation, Nothing is more important to us than the well-being of our community. And it, um, at the height of her addiction to Instagram, just as a backstory here, Spence said that she had multiple accounts and would access them for hours in the middle of the night so as not to alert her parents who had grown concerned about her increasingly hostile and uncharacteristic behavior. One time she punched a hole in the wall when they tried to take away her device noted the suit, and then uh, attributed her conduct to Instagram's, quote, addictive design and product features. And she recalled her algorithm uh, curated Instagram explore page was brimming for years with thinspo or thin aspiration photos of emaciated young girls and models, which she would then save to look at for motivation whenever she was feeling hungry. Uh, at age 12, she drew a picture of herself crying on the floor next to her phone with the words, stupid, ugly, fat on the screen, and kill yourself in a thought bubble. And by the time she was 15, she was receiving emergency psychiatric treatment for anorexia, purging, and suicidal ideation. Um, hmm. There's a lot more to the story if you read into it um, in regards to what went on. When it comes to social media, I try to be very careful because I say it is a great thing to have if used properly. Algorithms, while not perfect, uh, tend to draw people into specific ways. But uh, this particular lawsuit is really the first of its kind that I have seen in which someone is uh, pretty much placing the blame of what is going on at social media's front door. I mean, it's not something where there was like a bullying thing going on and it was flat out bullying and, and the person, you know, uh, there was, you know, there's actually a trail there. Uh, this is things that is happening psychologically uh, based off of what they saw. 
I guess my question here is one as a parent um when these things occur uh, do you blame social media and I guess the other thing is is that is there really a case here um for what they're looking to you know I guess get out of uh, Meta or Snapchat for? Okay, um, let's unpack this. Uh, as a parent of a, of a daughter that is on social media, um, do you blame social media? Kind of. Do you blame the people that are using social media more than the outlet? So in this case, Instagram, but TikTok, Facebook. Snapchat. What's the other ones? <laughs> Pick another one. Um, Facebook, Instagram, even Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok. Yeah. TikTok, yeah. Yeah, even. So, do you blame the people that are on there more than the uh, platform? Yes, the platform has some responsibility for monitoring, but then there's the free speech portion of it. So there's a there's there's a lot there's a limit to that. You have to kind of almost do that. Do you blame parents? Yes. I mean it's a three pronged attack on this one. The parents need to be involved, and they need to be and I mean really involved. Not just taking away the phone. Reasoning like there's a reason you're taking away the phone. Did you tell your daughter that? Did you talk to your daughter about that? Did you let your daughter know that she's beautiful just the way she is? regardless of what she thinks is going on. Did you get her in for, for therapy? Because you don't have to wait until they're 18 to get into therapy anymore. You know, you can actually go in. There are people that do specialize in teenage mental health. Um, there are people that specialize in pediatric mental health. So be involved as a parent. Um, people that are posting, although... As much as I would love to say you need to keep an eye out on what you're posting, most of the time people post just to get views or to not, let's back up. I won't say most. There are people out there to just get views. There are people out there that post to just poke the bear. There are people out there that post just to get people to think the way that they think, when, even when it's not really the best way to think. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Um, and then the social media platforms need to have more robust area, you know, things in place so that someone that's 11 can't just make up, just can't go in there and make up a, make up a, an Instagram profile and be part of that because they're still very, 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 they're, they're 11. They're a tween. They're not, these are not children that have, fully developed mental, emotional, and physical attributes to them. And mm-hmm. I mean as a whole package. Um, and I'm not just saying women. I'm saying men, women, uh, let's, let's go that male, female, asexual, bi, you know, what gender neutral, whatever, binary, whatever they are. I don't even know all of them. And I do apologize. I'm not trying to be rude. But Every portion of the rainbow, every human being at the age of 10 or 11 
does not have all of that put together. They are not either fully physically capable, ready to go. They're not fully emotionally capable, ready to go. They're not fully mentally ready to go. And yes, I did separate mental from emotional because those are, there's a lot of things that go to both. Um, so I'm, I, I'm really, I'm really in a weird spot. I would love to be able to blame that. Their lawsuit shines a light on a very distinct problem. I don't know that they're going to get what they want out of it. And although there's the anorexia and again the, the like the the uh, body dysphoria that someone is is suffering through is there, they're going to be ending up tightening up security um, for how you log in, verifying age, verifying, you know, you are who you say you are. It's shining a light on that more than it is on the fact that people can go out there and try to, to get you to fall into the trap of having body dysphoria. Um, That happens everywhere. All the retouching on magazines, all the um, airbrushing in commercials, making sure you have the right angle on your body when you take your picture. It's all about lighting and taking those selfies, like 700 of them in a row, to find the perfect one that makes your face look super skinny. It happens everywhere. So that's why they think that 13 is a good age to start subjecting people to social media. And, yeah, they'll be mature enough to deal with it. And I don't think that's true. It, it brings about, and you brought up a, a good point up, because I think we've talked about this before in the past, because how does a platform uh, put out or try to prove who its users are without going over that fine line of privacy? Because I know with some particular sites, uh, you have to, and these are a little bit more of the specialty sites, that there's a pretty much long process that you have to prove, even possibly up to taking a picture of your ID. Um, there's not a lot of them. And for a teenager, say if 13 or 15 is the age of Instagram, a lot of them don't have IDs yet. Uh, or any type of identification. And even then, there is the possibility of a hack where someone could get into the system and find out who all of these teenagers are. And I don't know how one can do it without pretty much just making it 18 and over. When teenagers, as we all know, had a lot of a good chunk of people under the age of 18 make up the primary kind of in a way viewing audience of sites such as TikTok, uh, people who are trying to become TikTok stars. You know, it's all these little teeny boppers. Uh, it's not really adults. Uh, or, you know, they're not really on Facebook anymore. They are now on TikTok or Snapchat. Uh, they're not really on Twitter. Twitter has mostly become kind of, you know, the – uh, place for people who are opinionated or have things to put out there, show, say, there's not really a lot of teenagers over there. Um, 
you know, these people are on TikTok and on, and it's like, how do you prove that? And how do you get to that point? And this is, I'm like you, this is a very fine line because the first thought of out of anybody would probably be, well, if I was their parent, I'd take away their phone or I wouldn't give her a phone with that much capability. She'd be getting a flip phone in which you could probably do nothing on it. But for everything that you do to take it away, they always seem to find a way, whether it is going to somebody else's house, going on their computer, and then, like you said, it comes that slippery slope where, you know, a part of it has to be a responsibility of the parents. But at the same time, it's kind of like when it does slip through that, is social media really to blame? Because the algorithm is basing it or however it's basing it, off of someone that is quasi almost an adult in a way. And I'm not sure if Mm -hmm. these sites should start doing something as to where it's like, hey, are you of this age? Are you under 18? And if you click yes, then they need to turn those algorithms off. Uh, They need to – but see, here's the thing. An algorithm – I would think, and and for IT people out there, you can at me on Twitter, but an algorithm really doesn't start like that unless you're looking at these things. Am I correct? Because if you're going to these sites and you're looking at these things, now that shifts a little bit of the responsibility on you. Because if I go, and I will tell you, if I go and I start looking for Funko Pops, all of a sudden the algorithm and now that I said it, it's probably going to happen on my phone and on everywhere else. <laughs> but the algorithm is going to go to Funko Pops. Last week I was looking for a T-shirt, went to a specific site and looked up a T-shirt and got it. Now the algorithm thinks that I'm always looking for T-shirts. So, you know, it doesn't really start unless you start looking for it. And that's why I was like the responsibility kind of is – placed at the front door of the person that's actually on that site. So that's why I was like, I don't know if this, you know, I know the Facebook papers are probably going to be a big detail to that, but I don't know. And this is what I hate to say, but at the end of the day, the responsibility for what you're looking at always falls back on you. The algorithm is only there to help you along and it's based off of what you're looking at. So if you're looking at this stuff and you're looking at models or you're looking at different things, then yes, you're going to start getting uh, recommendations for those things. Instagram's not doing that on purpose. They're not saying, hey, this person looks like, you know, uh, they could be weak or they could be this or they could need this. They're doing it based off of what you're looking at. So that's why I was like the responsibility at the end of the day goes with the person who's actually looking that stuff up. And parents, if you know this and you know that's what's the algorithm or what they're looking at, then yes, you need to sit down with your kids and have a nice long talk about body image or about how they feel about themselves and, you know, a lot of other things and get to the bottom of it. You know, far too many times we kind of, with some things, yes, there is outside sources that affect things that we can do. But when it comes to social media, and especially in this era, and especially the things that we know now, uh, I don't know if you can really lay that blame at social media's door when it is not – it doesn't know you. You know what I'm saying? It, does, it doesn't know that you're going through these things. 
all it knows is that you came to them. You started looking at these things, and in an effort to help you uh, look at more, they're going to give you more. And I don't know if, so. like I said, I know a lot of people want to blame social media for a lot of its ills, but the easy thing is this. As much as things happen on social media, you don't have to look at it. And when you know that someone who is impressionable is looking at those things, then that's where we need to have a talk. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, I, I get half defensive for both sides when it happens in times like this or situations like this because I guess I'm still trying to understand exactly um, how these things occur or how people get so – I'm trying to be careful with my words here, and forgive me, uh, but just looking for the right words, but how people can become so, uh, one, impressionable by social media uh, when social media is not your family, it is not your friends, and, you know, it is something that we have talked about on this show in the past. And, uh, I mean, even Mary and I can tell you where we have had things happen to us via social media because as, you know, doing a podcast or doing anything on social media, you are going to get those who feel free to say what they want to say. And as they sit behind their computer at home, which is why, you know, as much as we love all of you who support us, those who have anything negative to say, uh, you have to have really a thin skin. Um, and it's uh, – it, it is uh, – yeah, I, I still am understanding it, but – I don't know if they can all the way be blamed for what's what happened in that situation. So, yeah. Uh, do you have anything to add on that one? I, I mean, no, it's just reiteration, I guess. It would be that if you don't know what algorithm is getting pointed at your child by what they're looking at, then you aren't, I don't want to say this, but I kind of, this is one of those tough love moments. I'm not saying that I was perfect as a parent. I'm not. So I am 100% pointing the finger at me as well. You aren't doing something right. If you aren't talking with your child about what they're seeing on social media. Now, these are hard talks. These are talks that are not that are uncomfortable and and take a lot of girding your loins, for lack of a better term, to be able to stare at your child and go, "Listen, I need to know what you're looking at. I know that you're on whatever. I just need to know." And that that means if you're going to be on the site and we're going to fight about this, I don't want you on the site. But if you're going to be on the site, I need to know what you're looking at. So we can talk about it. And then not judge them at all. You don't judge them. You you guide your child to making the right decision. Now, I am 100% putting myself in that category too. I'm not saying that I did not have moments where I didn't do the right thing. Luckily, I had more moments with my child. And this is this is all on me. Um, and Lavar has met my child, so he can he can attest. 
we've had those rough conversations. We've had those days where I just I didn't want to have to talk with my child because it was hard and it was uncomfortable and it was it it was emotional. It it had everything in there. Like I wanted to throw up, but I had to have those conversations with her. And luckily, my child uses social media the way that I would hope she would use social media. Not as a replacement for friends, but as a way to keep in touch with friends that cannot be here. Not as a way to make friends, but as a way to catch up with the ones that I can't see every day in person, but can still see every, you know, can still see in person. Those kinds right. of things. So that would all I, that's all I would add to that. Good talk on that one. That's, that's a very interesting one, and hopefully uh, we'll get some updates on that story as it goes along. Uh, taking a look at what is trending tonight, uh, Draymond Green is trending um, at the top of it, and Steph Curry is trending. Uh, the NBA Finals Game 4 is going on. I can tell you from a live update, uh, Golden State just threw the ball away, and the Boston Celtics, with 9-13 remaining in the fourth, lead 86-84. Uh, if the Celtics hold on and they can win tonight, they would go up 3-1 to one going back out to Oakland. So um, that is what is uh, really going on. And then uh, AEW Rampage is trending, SmackDown's trending. Um, and also uh, for a while today, and one of the uh, big stories was that Justin Bieber was trending. Uh, as he was letting his fans know why he had to postpone a series of concerts recently, uh, he revealed that he's been diagnosed with Ramsey Hunt syndrome, uh, and that uh, he, uh, with it, it ca- it's a virus that can attack the nerves and lead to facial paralysis. Um, so he said that he it has paralyzed part of his face, and. Um, he did put out a uh, video. So even though I always say, you know, he has a few hits, but uh, definitely you don't want to see anyone going through something like that. So uh, best wishes to him. Uh, And then also uh, trending uh, for a while today, uh, I was telling someone the uh, interesting thing was that uh, Duke Nukem was trending earlier today. And the reason why Duke Nukem, if you are a gamer, um, <laughs> the reason why it was trending is because the creators of Cobra Kai have a Duke Nukem movie in the works. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, yeah, so that is uh, one of the things that was... Uh, Trending, and then of course, if you are a Sonic fan, I do believe I know that was trending earlier today as well, uh, with a lot of news uh, going on about. I think Sonic Three is what I thought I heard, or I think there's a new Sonic video game, if I'm not mistaken. If you want to, uh... yeah, it's a new Sonic game. It's Sonic Frontier, which is why you are <laughs> our gaming expert. <laughs> So those are the things that was trending. Um, Another interesting lawsuit that was bought up, man, oh, man, I don't even know how to even begin on this one. 
So um, I'm going to explain the story. So Geico, we all know who what Geico is. They must pay a Missouri woman $5.2 million after she caught HPV from unprotected sex with her then-boyfriend in his insured automobile, this according to a state appellate court. In an opinion published Tuesday, the Court of Appeals for the Western District of Missouri affirmed the multi-million dollar payout against the insurance company best known for its ubiquitous TV ads that frequently feature a talking gecko. The woman, identified in court papers only as M.O., said that she, quote, engaged in unprotected sexual activities and insured an insured vehicle in November and December 2017, and that he negligently caused or contributed to her catching the human papilloma virus, or HPV, which is a common sexually transmitted infection. After Geico turned down her claim, M.O. took the matter to an arbitrator who found in her favor before a court affirmed the $5.2 million judgment. Geico appealed, claiming it never had a chance to contest the claim. According to uh, the appeals court opinion, it says, in quote, but Geico did, and did was bold italics, have the opportunity to participate and defend its interests, including the ability to challenge liability and damages by entering a defense of insured. The insurance company has, quote, no right to relitigate those issues now in appeal. The company based in uh, Maryland sent a statement Thursday that the case will ultimately be settled in federal court. And in federal court papers, Geico said that it never had any responsibility to defend the boyfriend identified only as MB because it should be on the hook only for damages coming, quote, out of the ownership, maintenance, or use of the auto. MO's alleged damages have no nexus to the ownership, maintenance, or covered use of the 2014 Hyundai Genesis, the company said in the federal court filing last year. So in other words, the vehicle's covered use did not cause MO's alleged injuries. Instead, her injuries arose from an intervening cause, namely her failure to prevent transmission of STVs, or STDs by having unprotected sex. I pretty much, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to think about our court system. I, this sounds bad, but this is the reason why our court system is now a joke. Because in short, and in pretty much telling you, this lady is blaming Geico for the fact that she had unprotected sex with a guy in his vehicle and got a disease from it. You did not hear wrong. Your thoughts? Ridiculous. Oh, wait. No, I was supposed to have actual thoughts. Um, I, this is going to sound bad, but I side with Geico. (laughs) (laughs) They insure a vehicle to be used as a mode of transportation and that during the use of said mode of transportation, in its use, causes either bodily injury or harm. That's that's what they insure. They do not insure stupidity, one night stands, or any of that. And if they start getting if they start getting blamed for those things, my insurance rates are gonna go up because somebody else couldn't keep the pants on. I'm sorry. You everything you need to keep 
yourself from getting HPV is available over the counter without having anybody talk to you or you having to actually do anything but just buy it. It's called a condom. They're everywhere. And if you don't like condoms, then that's on you to live with the consequences of your actions. Permission to play a clip. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Coach. What the hell's going on out here? <laughs> I don't understand. Since when is an insurance company for vehicles responsible for your bad decision to get in the car or have unprotected sex? And because you feel some type of way because you got you caught something that you feel that the blame is the insurance company? I, I hate to sound petty, but if I'm Geico, I would almost want all the paperwork opened up. No, excuse the pun. I want the paperwork opened up, and I would want names. And I would want names put out there for the general public to see the two people who are responsible for your rates about to go up over something silly. That's something that you take mm-hmm. to small claims court and sue somebody for medical uh, care or whatever else. The insurance company didn't tell you to go and do that. And if that's the case, there's going to be a lot of people suing older automobile manufacturers because they had sex in the back of a car that resulted in something nine months later. So <laughs> where does it end? And I'm highly shocked that this court of appeals allowed that to happen and to give mm-hmm. that much, that much, it's not worth $5.2 million. <laughs> it's not worth $5.2 mil. What's next? You're going to, you know, sue a bed manufacturer because you slept with somebody on their mattress and they gave you something? My word, I, for the sake of all that is (laughs) responsible, I hope that the higher court of appeals throws it out and states that the insurance company is not responsible for bad (laughs) decision-making. Yeah, I, I, yeah, (laughs) I am floored, um, at the thought that somebody would have to pay for that. If anybody has to pay for that, would it would have to be the person that you had sex with. Exactly. Exactly. And I'd be okay with if it was that. If some if she sued him and he said and he tried to get out of it and she got restitution for that. I'd be okay with that. Or or the other way around. Or the other way around. If it was a guy doing that and a girl gave him something, same thing. I'd be okay with that. It would be stupid. But it would also end up in small claims court and you'd have to be like, how many people have you slept with? Blah, 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 blah. And that's why that stuff doesn't make its way where it needs to make its way to. But this, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Nope. Uh. By the way, one story that did not make the cut this week, but something that you ought to know, you ought to know files. If you are a fan of Sriracha, 
Uh, it came out today that the hot sauce maker is warning of a shortage this summer. Uh, bottles of the popular hot sauce could be hard to find on the store shelves as the Southern California-based uh, – <laughs> is it Hoi Fong, I do believe? Uh, told customers in an email earlier this year that it would suspend sales of its famous spicy sauce over the summer due to a shortage of chili peppers. Uh, the company said in its April 19th email that all orders submitted after that date would be fulfilled until Labor Day. They said that, unfortunately, this is out of our control, and without this essential ingredient, we are unable to produce any of our products. Uh, the company sources its peppers from various farms in California, New Mexico, and Mexico, and said that the weather conditions are affecting the quality of the peppers and deepening the chili pepper shortage. Uh, it didn't immediately respond uh, to Huffington Post's email seeking comment. Hot temperatures and a historic drought across the U.S. West have been taking a heavy toll on California's agriculture. And the U.S. Drought Monitor reported that the whole state was in severe drought as of last week, with the Central Valley facing extreme drought conditions. So um, don't be shocked if you do not find a bunch of uh, things on the shelf for sriracha. And um, you know what? I'm actually going to table the marriage story. I don't know if you have time. Um, if you do, we can do it. But if not, I can table it until next week. That's entirely up to you. Oh, I'll table it until next week. Um, we'll talk about that story uh, next show. Uh, what I did want to get to was kind of a yay or nay, because I found this story last night. And I'm going to tell you, folks, I'm excited because in a few weeks I'll actually be out in Arizona. Um so if any of you know of uh, some good places to eat, definitely let me know. But this comes from Scottsdale. Kind of a yay or day for you. Uh, patrons at a restaurant in Arizona are welcome to lick the walls while they dine. I'll repeat that. If you're in Arizona, Scottsdale, you're welcome to lick the wall while you dine. The Mission Restaurant is gaining attention in Old Town Scottsdale, which is an awesome place if you haven't done shopping there. And guests <laughs> could lick the walls while enjoying their food or drink as the walls are made of Himalayan rock salt. Representatives with the Trendy Dining Spot said the head chef brought the rocks uh, in to add to the overall ambiance and help customers with their tequila shots. Himalayan rock salt has natural sanitary proprieties, but restaurant staff said that they regularly wipe them down. According to the restaurant, the walls have already seen a lot of action. Uh, yay or nay? <laughs> to licking the walls at a to restaurant. To licking of the walls? No, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to lick a wall. Um, I will not stop anyone from licking a wall. In fact, I will take pictures of any of my party that is there and licks the wall. Um, but I will not be partaking. I am. I have come to learn that I am much more of a germaphobe than I thought. Um, less so, m less so than most people, but definitely still up there. So, no, I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> kind of ew. Oh, ew. Oh, you don't, you don't want to. Uh, you know. You know who this actually helps those who are like really tall because you know that if you go over and you lick the wall, no one else has probably been in that area beside you. <laughs> Emily and rock salt, actually, they use that for like um, uh, in yoga studios and stuff like that for like cleansing mm -hmm. your aura. 
So, yeah. I, I'm really okay without <laughs> we we can meet up there in Arizona. Uh, you can go and you can lick the wall and um. Yeah, we post it on Instagram. No thanks. <laughs> oh man! Well, just a reminder to all of you: uh, Sunday, June nineteenth, mark your calendars. Join me for another brand new four one one lounge on Blog Talk Radio at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. My guest, uh, the wonderful Demora Avarice, who I'm looking forward to seeing and talking to before she goes in for her latest procedure. Um, actually, I think it's a few days before that, so uh, a few days after our interview. So I probably will uh, be one of her uh, um Next to last, or probably last interview before she goes in for a procedure and is taking some time off. But, uh, yeah, join me on that uh, night. Once again, Sunday, June 19th, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central. Uh, But like I said, we'll save the other story that we had uh, for next week. We'll show that until then. And that is 196 shows down, four more until 200. Uh, Do you have any shout-outs for this week, my friend? For this evening, we've got a couple of birthdays, um, somebody I've known since fourth grade, um, so happy birthday to her and her twin sister, also a twin, and then one of my besties out here on the West Coast, he had a birthday as well this past weekend, um, or this past week, so happy birthday to him. Um, can't think of anybody else. If you're on Twitch, there's a bunch of people that I know that are celebrating their Twitch birthdays, so go out and find them, a bunch of really good people, uh, a couple from across the equator and a couple from across the pond, so join us all that, all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it this week. Um, it was a long week, so congratulations, you guys. You made it to the Friday. <laughs> yeah, when you get to Friday night and you get to us at 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, you know you've made it. And, uh, yeah, definitely uh, shout out to all of you who continuously watch us and support us here online. And who knows, I may even be showing up over on Discord sometime soon, maybe as soon as tonight. <laughs> um, so thank you all so much for uh, listening to us and uh, my friends at uh, do you believe podco, uh, dot co, uh, podcast.co or podco.co, I'm going to get it straight, and I will remember them next week. So uh, thanks to them for our sweeper music. And then, of course, uh, yeah, um, to all of you, um, continue to catch us where you can. Uh, be kind to each other. Stay cool, literally. Uh, and we will see you back here next Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, with another edition of Page One with LaVar and Mary. So until then, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to Page Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at NewsCommentBTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 